Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. If you would go with me to please Malachi chapter 3. We're going to verse, read from verses 6 through 18. Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 18. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. It's interesting that God refers to Israel as sons of Jacob. Even though Jacob's name was changed to Israel, which means the one who wrestled with God for the blessing. Israel is the side of the person that really presses in for the blessing of God. But here he calls him Jacob, which is the former name, right? Because they kind of reverted back to their former self. Jacob is the supplanter or the deceiver or basically, you know, the crooked side of the flesh in a sense. So Israel is like the spirit. Jacob is like the flesh, right? So God calls him after the flesh. Jacob, you sons of Jacob, you're not consumed. And they should be consumed because of what they're doing. But because I am the Lord, I change not. He still made a covenant with them. Even from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. So see, that's Jacob. When you go away from the, the things of God, that's the flesh. Flesh will always take you away from the things of God. Return to me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. That sounds like repent, right? Turn around, repent, return. But you said, wherein shall we return? So in other words, how is it that we come back to you? Will a man rob God? That's a question he asks them. Yet you have robbed me. I mean, can you imagine robbing the Lord? I mean, that's pretty scary, isn't it? But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. So basically, you know, they were holding back. They were withholding what was due to the Lord. They were holding back from blessing the Lord, giving to the Lord. And because they were holding back from blessing the Lord, God's not calling them Israel. The one is pressing in for the blessing. Because giving is to press in for God's blessing. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, right? Amen. So... And then, of course, the Bible also says that the hand of the diligent maketh rich. And the Bible also says, he who is generous and liberal shall be enriched. So there's that giving part of how you come to the Lord. You never come to the Lord empty-handed. Just like David, you know, he wanted to get this piece of land where the Ark of the Covenant was. And the man said to him, you know, I'll give it to you for free. And David said, absolutely not. I'm going to pay for it. I'm not going to give to the Lord something that costs me nothing. Right? It's got to cost me. I'm not coming to the Lord empty-handed. I'm going to come to worship him with my best. But you can see, in this case, Israel's condition was very backslidden. And one of the things, one of the ways you see people when they start their backslide, they stop giving. It's true. I've done this a long time. And I've noticed, you know, they go from the front row to the back row, stop giving, and then they go out the door. There's kind of a progression that happens. So make sure that you never stop giving because it's a condition of your heart. It's your covenant with the Lord. We have a covenant of blessing and he says, I'm going to honor. I'm the Lord. I change not. I'm going to honor my side of the covenant, but you got to honor your side of the covenant. You've been robbing me in tithes and offerings. And unfortunately says, you're cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. So what is the curse? It's the absence of the blessing. It's not like the Lord is looking to destroy your life, but When you withhold, and then you end up withholding God's blessing from being released in your life, and it's just like, you know, what is is darkness? It's just the absence of light. 
right? Amen? What is cold is just the absence of heat. Amen. I mean, if I told every one of you, okay, next service, everybody come, bring a box of darkness. We have 250 boxes of darkness here in the sanctuary. I'm going to say, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Everybody open your box. Let the darkness out so the room will get dark. The moment you open your boxes, the room doesn't get dark. The box gets light because the light will overcome. Because there is really no such thing as darkness. We're not releasing darkness. You actually end up receiving light. So that's exactly how the blessing works. You know, when you receive the blessing, when the blessing is moving in your life, then things begin to happen in your life. Amen. And you can see, of course, with Israel, they were holding back. And because they were holding back, God was holding back. And then he says to them, verse 10, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. Now, the word storehouse comes from Ezekiel. How many of you remember heaps? The month of heaps, right? Started from the third month, went through the seventh month. In the time of Ezekiel, uh, 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 in the, I'm sorry, Hezekiah. Did I say Ezekiel? Hezekiah. King Hezekiah, his, during his reforms, he, called the, he took down all the altars of the idols. He broke down every idol, every high place. And then he began to, he reestablished the ministry of the priests. He reestablished the temple uh, uh, function. And then he began to call on people to give. And then they kept bringing their tithes. And they kept bringing their tithes. And then every day they were bringing their tithes. And there was such an overflow. And then, and then the priests finally come and say, we don't have enough room. To put what the people are bringing but yet there's such an increase that they just keep bringing and bringing and bringing and then the hezekiah orders them to build these storehouses under the temple where they could store the the abundance and then they could start to give out from the abundance so that's where that word storehouse comes from by the time of malachi the storehouses had been built by king hezekiah during the reforms it's one of the few times in judah when they actually had revival He's one of the few good kings because most of them were bad. Most of them did evil in the sight of the Lord. And not only did they do evil, they caused the entire nation to, to, to do evil. And of course, the whole nation was cursed. But the storehouses were built in the time of Hezekiah. So he says, bring, bring, me, bring me all the tithes, not half the tithes, not a third of the tithes, into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Now, of course, the house is the temple. Was there really meat in the house? I mean, was it a restaurant? Did they go to eat? No. Meat refers to the word. Right? Actually, if you go to the New Testament, there's milk of the word, and then there's the meat of the word. Right? Milk is for babies. Meat is for mature adults. So there may be meat in my house. How many of you would like to become a mature Christian? You're going to have to eat meat. I mean, if you're still drinking baby's milk at age 30, something's not right. Amen. Hallelujah. You need strong, strong food. So as you eat strong food, you grow and you, you gain strength. And so the meat of the word is the spiritual strength. So you can see to be spiritually strengthened is, it, is connected to you honoring the covenant of your giving, the tithes and the offerings to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That there may be meat in my house. Well, there was a lot of meat in the house yesterday, in a sense. We blessed the community. And that was from the overflow. Amen. That was from the overflow. 
Most churches wouldn't even attempt that kind of stuff. They would, you know, they would think, well, we have to be a 10,000-member church to really, and have to have some big benefactors. We got a big benefactor. His name is El Shaddai. His name is El Shaddai, the big benefactor. Hallelujah. We got the biggest benefactor. Who's back in your ministry? Uh, I got a really big benefactor. Uh, who's that? Is it Elon Musk? No, it's El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Starting a business. I got a partner. Who's your partner? His name is El Shaddai. The God of abundance. The God who's more than enough. Hallelujah. Who's in business? Who has a business? Who's operating a business? You have a partner. Hallelujah. Make God the number one partner of your business so it becomes a kingdom business. Hallelujah. Establish a kingdom. Go, and, go ahead and have a board meeting with the chairman of the board, the Holy Ghost, and make sure that he advises you. Not Uncle Jack. Hit the road, Jack. You need God to advise you in business. You need God to advise you in every area of your life. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody might actually get excited about that this morning. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. <laughs> that there may be meat in my house. And then look, it says, prove me now or test me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Everybody likes that part. Who likes that pouring out of blessing that you don't have room enough to receive? Come on, who likes that? That's God's response. God, that's God's response to our faith. That's God's response in our giving and honoring him and worshiping him. Hallelujah. Acknowledging him. Putting him first in our lives. Hallelujah. There won't be room enough to receive. This is the only place in the Bible where God says, test me. Other than that, he says, don't test me. Hallelujah. You can test God in your giving. Hallelujah. You can get into a competition with God in your giving. And guess what will happen? You will lose every single time. Hallelujah. I don't like to lose. But that's one I don't mind losing. When... Because you can never outgive God. You can never outgive God. It's impossible for you to outgive God. He'll pour you out a blessing. And actually, it says He'll open the floodgates of heaven. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven, right? Let it rain. Open the floodgates. Glory to God. Prove me now, if I will not open for you the windows. That actually is the floodgates of heaven. We don't mess with the Well, I guess window works pretty good in our modern days. I mean, your house has probably got one door, but it's got many windows. 
That's like you got blessing coming from the north and the south and the east and the west. And maybe you should get some, some, those sky windows, the, the, what do you call them things? Skylights. And then open them up too and you get some coming from the top. Hallelujah. Every which way but loose. Flowing from the north, the south, east and the west. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like that. <laughs> uh, thank you Jesus I like that hallelujah hallelujah Pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive. That's what happened in the time of Hezekiah. Priest came and said, we don't know what to do with all this abundance of things. There is heaps and heaps and heaps that have been piling up. Somebody say heaps. <laughs> not only not only is there blessing that's going to be poured on you then there's spiritual warfare hallelujah and i will rebuke the devourer for your sakes The Lord himself will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Hallelujah. That means you don't have to do anything. You're sitting there worshiping. Hallelujah. And the devil's getting rebuked. So you don't have to go, I rebuke you, devil. You don't have to. He gets, the Lord does the rebuking. Because think about how many times the devil's been rebuked today by Christians all over. I rebuke you, Satan. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you mean you're rebuking Lucifer? The, the Lucifer himself? Or you're rebuking a small little two-foot devil? I mean, you know, people can rebuke the devil all they want, but he's still loose. I bind you, devil. No, you can... You can't exercise that kind of authority in, in a general way, but you can exercise authority in your personal life. Devil, I bind you off on my finances because I'm a tither. You can't touch this. Uh, no, 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 no. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Uh, no, no. Go hammer of the word, go hammer of the word, go hammer of the word. Boom, boom, boom. The devil's getting rebuked just by your obedience because the Lord is on your side. The battle belongs to the Lord. He's fighting your battles. I keep getting these songs. This is how I find my, fight my battles. 
This is how I fight my battles. I mean, yeah, that's exactly how you fight your battles. You want to fight the battle in the area of finances, you got to be a giver. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Corey's in a singing mood today. I keep getting songs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Devourer, the one that comes to devour people's lives. The thief that cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. So he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. The one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He shall not destroy because he'll be rebuked. The Lord will do the rebuking. Hallelujah. And all nations shall call you blessed. Or you can say all peoples shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken much against you? You have said, it is vain ooh, to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And a lot of people say that. Well, why isn't God helping me? Well, you got to do your part. Well, why isn't God doing anything for me? He's not obligated to do anything for anybody. He's not our servant. He's Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. He's not a genie in a bottle. Rub the, rub the, gene, rub the bottle. Give me three wishes. Rub the belly. Make a wish. He's Lord God Almighty. And, and there are certain conditions we have to fulfill. We, got, we have to serve him with gladness. We have to serve him with joyfulness of heart. We have to appreciate his goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. But the problem is, is religion. Religion makes God look like some ugly ogre that sits on the, the throne far away with a big stick in his hand, ready to bash people down. And he's not like that. He's generous. He's not willing that anyone should perish. All should come to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. He's a good God. He's a God that wants to bless people. He loves you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But you've got to do your part. You've got to be a chill forgiver. You've got to worship him too. You've got to, you've got to qualify for certain things in your life. So, I mean, I, I think it comes from this whole entitlement culture that we have now. People want a lot for doing nothing. Because they've been conditioned that way. And it really is Marxism. That's really what it is. It's all this Marxism, socialism that's leading all the way into, you know, the whole, uh, what is that? The uh, universal, um, universal income. What is that called? Huh? Universal basic income. UBI. Yeah, that's, if you listen to the World Economic Forum, that's what they want to establish. They said they want to chip everybody and then you cannot own anything, no private ownership of property. By 2030, you'll own nothing, you'll be happy, they said. And we'll give you a universal basic income, UBI. They're already starting to implement it in other nations. No, this is not a conspiracy theory, this is real stuff. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? Those devils and devos. 
Go ahead, ban me from YouTube. I don't care. I'll tell it as it is. Foul devils. They hate, they hate anybody that, and anything that's good. They hate God. And if they don't get any resistance from the church... And, and here's their thing. Here's their thing. Listen to this. This is their ideology. They tell you what they're going to do. Because under their Luciferian doctrine, they have to tell you. They have to boast about it because they're not humble. Remember, they're full of pride. They're the opposite of being humble. So they tell you exactly what they're going to do. But here's what they believe. If they tell you exactly what you're going to do and people just laugh at it, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. They believe under their Luciferian doctor, which is actually a legal access that they have a right to do because people have given them permission by not resisting. We resist that demonic agenda in the name of Jesus. We resist that demonic foul agenda from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. We come against it. We come against that poverty agenda to destroy mankind, to put them under poverty where they will own nothing. There will be no private ownership, no rights. We rebuke that foul demonic thing from the pit of hell. We curse that foul work of the enemy. As long as we are here as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we stand against that right now in the name of Jesus. We will prosper. We will be fruitful. We will multiply. We will replenish the earth. We will subdue it. We'll have dominion over all the resources. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord. And in this place, I will give my glory. In this place, I will release my peace and my prosperity because the latter church shall be greater than the former church. Come on, you are the latter church. We are full of the glory of the Lord. We are God's chosen people. We are appointed and anointed, and God's going to do exploits and great and mighty things through his people in these last days. We're not bowing down to the image. We refuse and reject your demonic doctrine. We'll go with the word of God. He's going to pour out a surplus of prosperity upon his people. And we're not going to eat bugs and insects and drink cockroach milk. You can take that and stick it up your nostrils. I'm serious. I'm so sick and tired. And the woke church just sits around playing games, not realizing what's going on out there. Doing their little one-hour dry cleaning thing with their 13-minute song set. And some woke preacher gets up and tickles ears, and people have no clue what's going on. They're going into oblivion without any revelation of what's happening in the last days. And I made a decision a long time ago. When the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night in 2010, he spoke to me in an audible voice. He said, prepare my people for the last days. And he gave me three things. He said, number one. Make sure that they do not ever get in the fear that they live by faith. Amen. Secondly, make sure that you, you, you get everybody established on health and healing. Because there will be sickness and diseases and plagues in the last days. And then he says, make sure you establish my people on supernatural provision and God's prosperity. Because they will try to impoverish the world in these last days. Those are the three pillars the Lord gave me to prepare the church for the last days. 
The tithe is God's property. He, it belongs to him. It's not even ours. We bring it back to him. It's holy unto the Lord. It is to be set aside for him because it belongs to him. Offerings are our property. So when we give offerings, it's actually free will offerings that we decide. Tithes are brought to the Lord. Offering is given. So what does that mean to bring your tithe to the Lord? You have to come yourself. Don't send your tithe. If possible, come present yourself. If you look under the old covenant, they couldn't send their tithe. Hey, uh, uh, Uncle Ezekiel, could you please, as on your way to Jerusalem, could you just drop my tithe off? They had to come themselves, present themselves, and worship at the temple. There was a whole thing that the Lord gave them to say. You know, if you read it in Leviticus, as you bring your tithe, Lord, we thank you for you, are, you have blessed us. And out of your hand we bring to you and we honor your worship. You know, there's a whole thing that you were supposed to say. So it is our response to God's blessing. And so tithe is a response to past and present blessing. And offering is a preparation of future blessing. Future blessing. Hallelujah. Offering is for your future harvest. Hallelujah. We got some cheerful givers in the house today. When you got, when you got church leaders going to World Economic Forum, kissing the ring of these global elite demonic people and coming back to attack tongues, prosperity, and healing, you know something is up. You got entire denominations now embracing the whole LGBTQ gender agenda, coming against tongues, miracles, healing, signs, and wonders, coming against prosperity. It's an invasion. It really is an invasion of the church. Wolves in sheep's clothing that have come in to devour the sheep. Devourers. They are devourers coming to devour the sheep. And they get paid. They're on their, they're on their payroll. And the very people that attack prosperity, they live in wealth. You know why? Because it's, it's, here's what it is. All for me, none for you. That's the agenda. That's demonic. When it's all for me, none for you, that is Luciferian. When God says, I will pour out a blessing upon you, you will not have room enough to receive. I will bless you. I'll open my heavenly treasure and pour you out a surplus of prosperity. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. Everything you put your hands to shall be blessed and shall prosper. If your enemies come against you, they shall be defeated before your face and they shall flee from you in seven ways. You'll be the head, not the tail. You'll be above only, not beneath. We will rise up. We will rise up in Jesus' mighty name. Christian, you're going to rise up. This is your hour for greatness. God has called you. 
Don't look around for another. You are the one. This is your time. This is the hour for you. You are God's chosen. You are God's man. You're God's woman. His hand is on you. He's got a plan for you. Hallelujah. Plan to prosper you. Plan to give you a hope and a future. Not plans to harm you. Every plan to harm comes from the demonic realm. And Satan has no power over the Christian unless the Christian gives him power. Either through ignorance, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Or through disobedience. And God is so merciful. Even in their disobedience, the children of Israel for 40 years, even as they wandered around in the wilderness, which was not God's best for them, He still provided for them every day. The shoes on their feet did not wear out. The clothes on their back did not wear out. He brought them water from the rock that followed them. He, he gave them manna from heaven. When they asked for meat, he gave them quail. When they were thirsty, he gave them water from a rock. And there was provision, but it was not God's best. God's best was that they would go in to the promised land of abundance, overflowing with milk and honey. Where there would be gold and silver and precious stones just laying around they could pick up. They would live in houses they did not build. Somebody's living in your house right now. I said somebody's living in your house. They're about to get evicted because they're not serving the Lord. You're about to move in because you're the one that's blessed. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that's why the Bible says don't envy the sinners know who you are <laughs> I said the blessing I said the blessing of the Lord. I said the blessing of the Lord. My Bible tells me that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. It is for them to heap and heap. God gives them the burden, the sinner and the wicked to heap so that it will come into the hands of the righteous. Get ready for an end time wealth transfer. It's coming into the hands of the righteous. Those who have been faithful with little will be made ruler over much. You really believe that? Yes! You mean you're not telling us to go hide in caves and stuck up on lima beans and survival food? No. We're going to occupy till he comes. We're going to walk in victory. We are the victorious, glorious end time church. We're not backing down for anything. We are the resistance. We are the restraint. And Paul said it's when the restraint is removed. That's the rapture of the church. Then the man of lawlessness 
shall be revealed so stop looking for the Antichrist everywhere he ain't he might be on the planet but he's not revealed yet so stop trying to name Antichrist all these Bible prophecy teachers every every week they got a new Antichrist I remember when I got saved it was Henry Kissinger he's a part of the cabal but he ain't the Antichrist he's operating by the Antichrist spirit like many others but it doesn't matter John said the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world it's all it's already here it's in the world system that's why we as Christians we have to be taught and trained and we have to have revelation and understanding of what's happening and we need to know our covenant rights we need to know the authority and the power of God we need to know what we have access to by faith we have access into this grace in which we stand and walk in abundance walk in the blessing and stop listening to all these people that want to speak against tithing they're sent by the devil to rob the church of the blessing a tithing was under the law no Abraham instituted the tithe 400 years before the law man Melchizedek priest of the Most High the king of righteousness prince of peace appeared to him and set before him the table of the Lord that we're about to come to the bread and the wine and he said blessed be Abram by God most high possessor of heaven and earth who has delivered his enemies into his hands and the Bible says Abraham gave him a tenth or a tithe of all all the spoils that he got as a response to the blessing so our response to God's blessing is to give back to him and honor him and worship him praise God don't listen to all these people that are coming out speaking against the tithe or speaking against giving people are getting, just go, going off there's a lot of weird doctrines out there and people are being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine and so that's why we have to establish sound doctrine here that's very important you cannot have church without preaching and teaching of sound doctrine you can't just have church built on only on worship or on only on prayer those are all elements but you've got to have the Word of God that is the sure foundation and you got a lot of people they'll go to these places just for the worship and there's no word that's why they don't grow there has to be the word the worship has to feed into the word and the word has to feed into the worship they have to go together thank you for tuning into my podcast i hope that you have been blessed I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.